0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch, on ESPN 98, one FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98, one FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talks and sports. Daniel is producing today. Uh, Billy Napier normally has an 11.45 start time. It is now... and Billy Napier is coming to the podium now so uh, we will get to him the Gator QB Shane Matthews alongside we will take your question calls and comments after uh, you hear the comments from Billy Napier Uh, I can't tell if he's starting to talk yet or not Uh, okay let's go ahead and see what he's got
2: we um you know I think that Having a chance to look at it a little bit closer, you know, a lot of times in this game, especially when it's really competitive, a lot of your battles are not really against the competition to some degree. You know, we've got a group here that I think is totally committed to the cause. Um, It's a coachable group. I think we've got a, a group of players that are really intentional about trying to be great teammates. And do their best at their role relative to the team, you know, and I think when you're totally committed to a cause uh, When you get in the battle and there is adversity, uh, I think that's reflected and one thing I could say about our team That impressed me uh, was that although we got down 14 to nothing in that game and there were a lot of ups and downs uh, They continued to stick together stick together in battle, you know, I think Listening to our accountability group earlier today, you know, we're still chasing that complete game. You know, I think we're still looking for um, all parts of our team to play at the high level that they have played at at times. You know, and I think ultimately that's the focus here down the stretch. It's important that we keep um, an attitude, um, a mindset, trying to be. You know, I think teachability in particular is an attitude, it's a mindset. You know, and I think that no matter how much you uh, know or think you know, uh, you got to make sure that you can learn from every single situation. And I think we've been through some experiences. It's important that if we can keep this mindset, then we can take adversity and turn it into our advantage. And I think for our team in particular, um, we have to – Uh, create that attitude and that mindset towards some of the things that we've been through so um, I do think that um, after being around our team yesterday uh, and listening to some of our key leaders I do think that this group is in a good place you know I know that may be hard for other people to understand but you know we have a group um, that I respect and, and I think they respect each other we can do things better, there's no question. There's a dozen plays in this game that we just played. If we just get six of them right, uh, we'd probably come out on the other side of that thing. So much like I said, after the game, one of the great things about this game is it requires hard work, sacrifice, investment, courage to go to the stadium every week and put yourself out there. Not, there's no guarantee of the result that you want, uh, and that requires some courage to do. Um, I also think there's there's good days and bad days, you know We've been on the other side of a game like that in the past uh, and that's what makes it a special game so You know our team has turned the page Uh, we play LSU and Baton Rouge Um, Death Valley is obviously one of the better venues in all college sports haven't played there a couple different times and as a competitor uh, and I think for our players uh, it's a challenge that you look forward to and, and a memory and an experience um, that you sign up for. And I think LSU's got a terrific football team loaded with offensive skill. Um, the quarterback's dynamic. You know, not only is a passer, but his ability to run. Uh, and then you look at the defense. They continue to get better, I think, about four or five weeks ago. Uh, they made some changes, and I think that's helped them. Um, and obviously... You know, Coach Kelly's a heck of a football coach and has had, you know, significant success along the way. So, ton of respect. Um, You know, I think the approach with the players, I think practice, uh, the preparation, you know, we're still searching that complete game and ultimately that's what the focus will be on and it's going to require that. Um, What questions we got?
3: You often use the term everyone in the building. I'm curious about your staff and your analysts in year two, uh, how you evaluate their output and their performance in helping, you know, the on-field product on Saturdays.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, much like everything we do, I think there's some some good and some bad. You know, I think we adjust each year. You know, I think uh, when the season's over, you go back, you quality control. Sometimes you know, um, mid. Season mid even in the off season, you know, I think you have an um, idea where you're going to make adjustments relative to What's required to get us where we want to go, right? So um, Yeah, I mean I think all those things are end-of-year approaches now is not the time to do that I mean you may be taking notes along the way um, But I think from a process standpoint uh, We we try to continue to get better, you know part of your job as a leader is to coach the people that work for you to some degree, right, areas where we can get better at our process. Um, And I think we've done that for the most part since we've been here. So um, you know all changes and how you evolve your infrastructure, your workflows, I think all those things are typically done when the year's over.
3: As as far as the fans are concerned, I mean, they express some disappointment at times during the game. I don't know if you hear it or you get caught up, but what what would your message to the fan base be at this point?
2: What are you talking about specifically?
3: Just about the performance and and where you guys are as a program. What would your message be to the fan base? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think we handed it off on like third and 13 with the backup quarterback. We got some boos for that, you know. I think the national average is – you know, for third and thirteen, or like under fifteen percent, or something like that. Not to mention, a guy a guy that was sitting over there with his helmet in his hand, you know, thirty seconds ago runs out there on the short side of the field. So I think that was the right decision for the team. Yeah,
4: the the, the uh, substitution infraction late in regulation. You said you were going to dig <coughs> in and maybe get some answers on that. What did you find out, and how can you improve that process moving forward?
2: Yeah, no, I think. Ultimately, we made a mistake there, uh, and every part of our organization is ultimately my responsibility, so, um, you know, I think it's something that we can do better, and uh, it's my job to get it done better.
4: You, you made it sound like a player is in charge of, or at least vocalizing, is that is that a misspoke? Like, is it coaches, analysts, like, who's actually responsible for getting that, calling out the whatever the call is to get the, the kicking unit on the field.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's not a player's decision, okay? For anyone to equate that or, or write that or think that I think would be inaccurate. Ultimately, a player, one of the players is in charge of that unit, right? Much like the quarterback, when the offense takes the field, he, he calls the play and says the Cadence and we take the field. So, no, that's always a coaching decision
5: consistency
6: has been a real problem. How do you coach consistency, or is that just something that has to come with experience?
2: You know, I I talked to the team a little bit yesterday. I think when you study elite teams, right, the teams that have had significant success, right, uh, one of the things that is a common factor is continuity. You know, teams that have played together, players that have played together, um, and ultimately – you know, parts of our team have that element, okay, but I don't think that we have a veteran team. You know, and I think we're gaining valuable experience as we speak. So, consistency is one of the things that we're seeking. You're 100% right. I and mean, I just said it earlier. I mean, I think if we could take uh, the best performances of some of the position groups, some of the units, and put all those together, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to get accomplished, right? So. Um, you know this at this point in the year your depth becomes important as you get a handful of players banged up uh, We had some players that were playing Saturday that this was their first significant experience uh, in their career, so continuity is important, you know, and I think uh, a veteran team ultimately I think that allows you to have an elite team and, and a team that can play with consistency
4: Is that the answer? to maybe a couple of the areas are struggling,
7: whether it's the O-line, some breakdowns in the secondary, is the consistency? I mean, obviously the performance probably needs to elevate a little bit. I mean, yeah. what, what are the solutions, I guess, at areas like those?
2: You know, I thought, I thought um, you know, offensively in the game, I thought that we're just a little bit off, you know, the attention to detail. I thought, in particular, third and medium is the area where I'd like to have a few back. Um, in terms of decision making, screen execution, uh, protection, you know, um, I thought we had about five or six plays that were in that third medium range that ultimately could have been a difference maker. You know, you look up, you do a couple of those right, you score 50 points. You know, you make it a non factor. So, um, you know, we gave them seven. You know, I think defensively we need to clean up. We had quite a few mental errors in the game, it's been a long time since that was the case. Um, And then I thought we didn't tackle well. And look, you know, I think their personnel contributes to that a little bit as well. So, offensively, a little more detail, a few more throws. You you know, um, you'd like to have back. And then I think some decisions. uh, But overall, we're, we're close. You know, look, nobody wants to talk about special teams, but if you take away a PAT and a field goal. Uh, We're probably sitting here saying that's the best performance of the year. You know, if you just evaluate the four core, um, you know, I thought we did a nice job. You know, we created some significant returns in the game. We covered kicks. So we are getting better in the return game. I think we're doing a good job. We're winning more one-on-ones. And we've got some returnable kicks. I think we, we control the vertical field position in the game
7: progress and it's not shown up in the
4: win and loss column as much as you'd like what is kind of the message to
7: keep you you, to keep everyone engaged and and, and you say everyone is but you know it does can get frustrating for some people and that's always a challenge
2: yeah I mean I I think um, look you got to remain process oriented independent of the result you know it's easy to do when you win right I mean but it's it's hard to do that and keep perspective when you lose, right? So trying to remain objective, um, and look, you know, I go back to no one's more educated or more informed than the players and the staff, you know. I mean, I think, um, you know, that's important for everybody to understand, you know, and, and no one cares. No one's more committed or worked harder or invested more time or effort or energy than that crew, right? So. Um, I observe them every day, um, and I, I'm, I think it's going to benefit us in the end. Bill, you
8: were talking a second ago about special teams. Uh, another uh, field goal with only ten guys on the field. How does that keep happening?
2: What player are you talking about specifically? Field a, goal he block. The,
9: uh, yeah, uh, Arkansas' 37-yard field goal in
2: the second quarter. So our field goal block team is what you're saying, yeah. So we had a player injured on the, on the possession, the play right before. Uh, and ultimately, that's what contributed to that. Uh, the backup wasn't quite on the same page, and uh, that's what happened.
9: Every, every one of those has an individual explanation,
10: but I think what frustrates fans. I mean, we're getting, it, and you're here now, I'm sure, is you know, why these yeah. things keep happening. You know, nine right. game games into the season, right? What, 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 like, somebody
2: says, "What the hell's going on?" What do we tell them? Right. Well, I think it I think um, look, we get, we can do it better. You know pretty simple you know get 11 out there um, pretty simple One more
11: question. Yes. Uh, how much are you following that situation how could it affect your preparation uh, going yeah. potentially two quarterbacks
2: no I think Nussmeyer obviously is a has been a very productive player as well you know I think if you really really dig into the tape When he's been given opportunities, he's done a nice job moving their team. Um, So, you know, I think we'll prepare for both. They're definitely different players, uh, but they're both very capable. And I think ultimately they do a nice job distributing the ball to the skill they have. You know, this group of receivers, the backs, the tight end, um, and I think the offensive line, you know that's one. They're one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the entire country at this point. So appreciate the question about LSU. All
12: right, thank you guys.
7: Thanks, coach.
2: All right. We'll
1: have more. Billy Napier, his comments today. So now we will hear from you alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. Don't forget if you're listening to us. ESPN 981 FM, fifty AM, WRUF, and if you're watching us, we are now live on Cox Cable 6, 392 You can email srussell at WRUF.com. Shane, I know uh, there is frustration, and I can understand why there is. Um, I guess now, yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be easy here. Um, LSU, though, if Daniels is is hurt, that changes the outcome. You know, what do they have to play for at this point by LSU standards? But tough one to lose at home. And Arkansas, you know, a lot of times you don't give the other team credit. I thought that Guyton, as a first-time play caller, simplified things. They, they, they were smart in what they did. I thought they had a pretty good game plan.
7: Yeah, they really simplified. I bet they ran maybe eight different plays the entire game. It was extremely disappointing, Steve. It's a game you should have not lost. Uh, You know, it's hard for me because I've coached, I've played. I've been in that two-minute drive situation thousands and thousands of times and been through every scenario, and it's just unacceptable what happened. Uh, You can question play calling – You can question, why is this guy playing? I would have done this. Why are we missing tackles or what have you? But in the procedural game-type situations like that, our quarterback was in complete control of the situation. He was ready to clock it like he's supposed to. Uh, Every coach on that sideline should have known what the play was. The ball needs to be thrown out of bounds or across the first down marker. Because that we had 16 seconds, the clock would stop. Plenty of time, throw, throw it 10 yards. We got 20. We clock it with eight or seven seconds. You jog your field goal team out in their normal routine, and you kick it, and I guarantee you makes it. But what happened is I, I just don't know I, – I have no idea what was going on on the sideline. That should have never, ever happened at any level of football. Peter says he's a loyal Gator fan, but they need to learn to tackle – throw the ball out of bounds rather than take a tackle for a
1: loss, get an offensive coordinator, adjust at half, and push the wide receivers out of bounds rather than run past you. Okay. Uh Lee says, uh asked Shane about UF knowing they could have they couldn't stop Arkansas heading into overtime and settling for a field goal after not getting a first down when it mattered most. What are you supposed to do? What is he talking about? At the end of the game? In overtime. In other words, if you can't get a first down, you're not supposed to kick a field so
7: I guess what he's saying is, I think why didn't they go for it? Sounds like he's saying, why didn't we go for it at the end of the game? Uh, I mean, he, the game is tied. You're trying to he win the heading all- into overtime. I'm sorry, yeah, heading into overtime. No, you kicked the field goal to win it. Yeah, It was a simple – you couldn't have drawn up a better script. And like I told you, the quarterback ran the – I don't want to call it too many. He had 45 seconds, and he got us in a chip shot field goal range. But with all the commotion going on that should have never, ever happened, uh, he just missed it. And, you know, getting that penalty – if we don't get that penalty because of us running the Mayday team out there, we he makes it. Uh, he also says on third and six. remember Mertz
1: motioned ETN out um, and then brought him back in to block. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he said he tried to squeeze a pass to the freshman boarding him when our best hands receiver, Pearsall, was equally wide open. Okay,
7: well, he didn't bring ETN in back to block. What they do is we're going to have football one-on-one here. Yep. When you do those motions in and out, it dictates and allows the quarterback and everybody else to see if it's man or zone. And, look, like I said, you can second-guess all the play calling you want. We lost the game on a simple procedure of clocking the ball that our quarterback was on in complete control, but for some reason we ran our field goal team out there. That's why we lost this game. Bruce says, uh, the coaching staff's a joke,
1: no improvement, no, consist- no consistency, and foolish decisions Uh, during the game. Uh, Let's see here. Eric, I can't read this because it's like three paragraphs long. Um, Let's get to Daryl's call. Daryl, hello.
6: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Shane, you thought you was going crazy on air Saturday. You should have been with me in the stadium with my earbuds in listening to you. I'm just screaming, you know, just going going crazy myself, my man, so don't feel bad.
7: Yeah, well, if I could have said what I really wanted to say, it would have been bleep, 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 bleep. But uh, <laughs> I tried to keep it under control. I'm not supposed to say anything, but I I just thought we ran the two-minute drive to perfection and, and for it to end like that, it just really bothers me.
6: Yeah. Hey, the million-dollar question, Shane, I got a, a question about LSU, too. Why is everybody wanting an offensive coordinator? We put up 36 points Saturday. Usually that wins football games. I mean, like you've said before, everybody was – Enormed Normand with Garrett Riley last year, the hottest thing in college football. What has Clemson done this year?
7: Yeah, I mean, it, it, even if we do hire a coordinator, people are going to be complaining about him after a couple of series. That's just that's the nature of the beast nowadays. But I, 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 I like some of the stuff we do. There's, there's a few things that I would like to see us change or attack uh, from an offensive side of the ball. But offense really is not our problem right now, people. The other two phases are.
6: Agreed. We're playing a lot of young players on defense, too. But uh, do, you, do you see maybe we could get an a track meet with LSU and maybe just outscore them Saturday night, hoping for the best?
7: Well – I don't know if Jaden Daniels is going to play. Steve, if he's in concussion protocol, I think he's out, right? No, uh, they have to evaluate him in that protocol. He, he's not been – as far as I know, he's not been ruled out. Yeah, so that definitely changes the way you play. Now, Garrett Nussmeier is a really good thrower of the football. He's a gun – he's going to throw it into triple coverage, try to fit it in. But he is no, – he, he ain't going to run the football. And that's what makes Jaden Daniels so so uh, dangerous.
1: I appreciate it today, fellas.
5: Thank you. Dick, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, um, yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, I love Napier and what he's doing, but, you know, some of the stuff, though, I'm not, you know, the the they asked him about the, the last play where the kick team ran out, and, you know, he kind of dodged that question. He said, well, it's a coach's decision, but, yeah, we have somebody, a player or whatever, making that call. And I'm thinking, well, what coach would run a kick team out there you know, when the when the quarterbacks they're getting ready to set the play, and either down it or throw it out of balance, like you said, Shane. But he just he just not seem like you know
13: <clears throat>
5: like yesterday when he after the game, you know, the guy asked him a question about that play, and he goes, "Well, what special teams issues are you talking about specifically?" I'm thinking, "Well, we've had a bunch of them, bud." You know, so I'm I'm a little worried about that. Like, I hope he's not too stubborn to look at some of these things <laughs> because you know, special teams is such a big phase of the game and it seems like in two years now we've had some mishaps there and i can't say anything but maybe contribute to the fact that we don't have a special teams coordinator
7: okay i don't know what do you think we 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 have one and i'm i want everybody i know how everybody listens at the same time special teams is no different than offense and defense (laughs) special teams has a guy who's called the coordinator so he kind of puts everything the practice plan together but if Steve Russell is, let's just go back to the offensive line. Whoever the offensive line coach, when it is time to kick a field goal or extra point, they are responsible for the guy's blocking. Okay. When we return a kick off or a punt return, the receiver coach is responsible for the returners. So everybody okay. that is a paid coach is part of special teams. And Okay. That That's what bothers me the most about the last play of the game is because everybody should have known telling the field goal unit, this is what we're doing. We're going to throw this ball. It's either going to be complete and out of bounds or thrown out of bounds, or we're going to complete it for a first down, and we're going to go up and clock it, and then we're going to jog our field goal team out and kick the game winner. Everything well, under control. control. But I don't know. I don't know. That's how every team that I've ever been on from – middle school to the profession, to the national football league and every team that I've coached. That's how you do it. There's communication. Okay. Not just one guy. I'm talking like the wide receiver coach, the O-line coach. Everybody's saying, hey, hey this is what we're going to do, guys. Everybody understand what we're going to do? And they say, yes, sir, we got it. Okay, now we're okay. in good shape. We
10: well,
5: said it was a coach's decision. So so nobody on the coaching staff, when our quarterback's in formation and we're getting right down it with 16 seconds, I'm sure they're all aware that we had time and stuff like that. So, who gave the call for the team to
7: go out? I don't know. I'm not on the sideline. I'm just telling you that if I'm a coach on that staff, if I'm paying attention to what's going on in the football game, I'm telling the field goal unit, this is the situation. This is what Graham Mertz is thinking right now. We have this play called. He's either going to complete it, we're going to run out, we're going to catch it and get out of bounds, we're going to throw it out of bounds, or we're going to throw it for a first down and he's going to clock it. Okay. Okay. All right, Dick, thank you for your call. Mark says Khalil
1: Jackson, 10 targets, three receptions, 23 yards. Wilson, nine targets, eight receptions, two touchdowns. Jackson's a nice player, good story. Nobody on the Arkansas defense could hang with Trey. LSU won't. In fact, he didn't get at least 15 targets. minimum of three rush attempts is coaching
7: malpractice. Maybe we score 40 points in regulation and don't go to overtime if that happens. I agree. When you line up in a three-by-one formation, it's the best formation in football. You put your best receiver on the island over there against their their DB, and I would put either Pearsall or Trey Wilson, alternate them, and attack, attack, attack. Uh, CJ says, what a
1: heartbreaker. Gators played hard, found another way to lose. Seems Napier is very conservative, calling plays inside the 50 in place for a field goal versus a touchdown. And here's a good
7: one. Why not have our backup quarterback heave a pass versus giving up? Uh, you know, I actually said on the air, I'll, I'm a big proponent of when you send in a backup quarterback to dr- drop back and throw it deep because they don't expect it. And it's as safe it's way safer than throwing short. 1227,
1: time check brought to you by Hayes Chiloby, ESPN ninety eight FM eight fifty AM W R U F
0: Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation. Coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 981 FM, 850
1: AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue, the place i purchased my vehicles for years. Driving one now. I'll drive another one when this one is done because I trust them. Every time i purchased a vehicle from Southeast Car Agency, it has been a really good purchase for me. They have nary a new vehicle. Never have had one in 40-plus years. But if you want the best and late-model, low-mileage vehicles, great selection, great variety, great price points, this is the preeminent place to go because they've been doing it all of these years. You can find out more info. Online, secars.com, or go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. And when you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency.
14: At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Radiant Credit Union wants to remind you that you can get some extra jingle in your pocket by earning double dimes when you shop this holiday season. So every time we say jingle, we're going to drop in a... Just use your Radiant Visa credit card for purchases to jingle all the way through December 31st to earn. Visit radiantcu.org slash jingle and get double dimes rolling your way. Man, this was fun. Jingle! Federally insured by NCUA.
15: HCA Florida Silver Springs Emergency, located at 36th Avenue and Silver Springs Boulevard, is now open 24-7. Visit hcafloridahealthcare.com to learn more. This emergency department is part of HCA Florida Ocala Hospital. This is not an urgent care center. Its services are billed at hospital rates.
1: Where is your pain? Knees? Hips? Back? Back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America, over 150 clinics nationwide, with advanced protocols that can get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA, put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. These new advanced regenerative treatments are getting amazing reviews. Let the medical pros at QC Kinetics give you the better path toward that pain-free life. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
13: Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and and I just I enjoy being around her and talking to her.
10: How about Dr. Art?
9: Well I think the biggest thing is that that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because It is the best.
15: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
1: It's time for your UF Bookstore Break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break.
0: Log on to WRUF.com. And sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union.
1: Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
15: Mostly sunny to partly cloudy skies for us this afternoon. Temperatures should warm up to the upper 70s in most areas. But tonight, turning mostly clear, with lows dropping to the upper 40s and lower 50s. For the remainder of the work week, high pressure should stick around each day. Temperatures warming to the upper 70s and lower 80s with mostly sunny skies. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist
14: Megan Merefsky.
15: Kevin
0: Harlan here from Westwood One. Join me in Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner from Monday Night Football this week when the 4-3 Jets take on the L.A. Chargers. Zach Wilson and the Jets have won three straight, but now face Justin Herbert and a Charger team confident after a big win of their own last week. Don't miss all the action on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. Peter Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
7: Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Terry says, will both basketball games be on the radio tonight? Yes, Terry,
1: they will be. Uh, Jeff says, given Saturday's loss, we're staring down the barrel at 5-7. and seven. Do you think we'll lose commits and future recruits? How do you see
7: the future going forward? That's... I don't think you're going to lose anyone because you know it's it's a different ball game nowadays recruiting than it used to be. Yep. And Tim says at the end of the
1: press conference, Coach Napier said, "Thanks for the question about LSU." He's at eleven and eleven after twenty-two games. What's he expect? Don't worry, Coach. Going to be questions about LSU next Monday. <laughs> uh, let's get uh, Garrett's first up. Garrett, hi. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Okay. Steve, I think this
4: Arkansas game, a lot of Gators fans saw, as like a, a guaranteed win to get to bowl eligibility. Just really disappointed that we lost this one. I, I think it just reflects a lot on the coaching staff, everything from from the beginning to the to the end, especially the embarrassing um, field goal situation at the end.
10: Ah, uh,
1: there, there's a lot of angst in Gator Nation. No, and you could pick and choose which part of it, you know, play calling. Uh, confusion at the end of the game there you know lots of different things
4: yeah I, I would I was definitely still like believing in Napier coming into this but I mean just the way he handled that game I, I'm just really unsure now I, I I think we might depending on how the how the end of this season goes and if if we go five and seven or not which would be a step back from even last year I think it might be time to move on
1: all right thank you Garrett appreciate the call Box and Jim hello Hey, Steve and Shane. Well, <clears throat> Florida will end the season
4: five and seven. There's no way with or without Daniels. We can win in Baton Rouge, and we will lose uh, to Missouri. And, of course, FSU is going to come in here and embarrass us. Now, we have a very young team, a lot of young players on defense, and so on. So I'm going to give last year and this year to Napier. Uh I predicted that the defense would not contain Jefferson. And what I said came true, uh, Jefferson – Ninety percent of the game beat Florida Saturday, and I, I do agree with Shane about the debacle on the the uh, field goal there at the last. We could have won in the last few seconds and all, but I don't know uh, Napier right now. I, I, I've got the jury out on it. next year if Florida doesn't win at least eight games, and of course we got to look at this recruiting class of what will be the future of the Gator football team. But if we don't win win at least eight games next year, and then in twenty five and twenty six be competing for an SSC, then we need to look for another coach.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Let's see here, I think. Is this AP?
16: Yes, AP Gators. Okay, Okay, so um, I'm going to say two things. First off, and both of them are going to be strong statements. Uh, Strong question and strong statement. My strong statement is, I'm going to quote a brief movie. It says, we allow our passion to overcome our capacity for reason. I'm saying this to the gate of faithful because for anybody who's thinking that Billy Napier needs to go, it has to be passion. This is not logical. This is not reason. Um, And it goes into my next question that I'd like to hear y'all talk about. Um, When you look at what Billy Napier is doing with what we have, a lot of people don't realize how far down... Uh, we were. Like, they, they they thinking that we was higher uh, than what we was for his
14: talent, and for his capabilities. But when you look at what Billy Napier
16: did, looking at two um, transport portal guys that start on our defensive line, um, you had a starting linebacker come uh, go out, and now you got two transport portal linebackers who have to fill this position. Four offensive linemen left. When you look at... Um, Graham Mertz coming in, he revived Graham Mertz from the beginning of the season on how he was reading and making decisions. Okay, well, it, what's your question
1: it, here? i got to get some other calls. Uh, what's
5: your question?
16: Okay, okay, so what I'm saying is, when you look at Billy Napier and what he's doing and what he has done uh, so far, uh, how is he progressing?
1: How is he progressing? Is that what you said?
16: a short word.
1: Okay. Thank you for your call. I'm not quite I was lost. Yeah, I, that got lost there. How is he progressing? You're always judged by wins and losses. And for and nowadays it's how you win or how you lose. You 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 can be 6 and 0, but there're going to be some of the fan base that aren't happy because you're not beating somebody by 20 points. So, I mean, it's just
7: that's what what's... whether you had Thirty-five true freshmen playing Saturday or night. We should not have lost that game. We had it won. The 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 end of the game is just it's not acceptable.
1: Gator Man, hello. How are How you guys
4: doing today? Good. I just one question. As bad as the defense is, I mean, people don't understand. may maybe a strap for the offensive because I mean, it was up to me. As bad as the defense is, fourth and one, or 4 two. I just about you just about have to go for it every time because I, the fourth quarter of the defense you're just. Hey, they were just helpless. I mean, when they missed the field goal, I knew it was over. But to get rid of Napier right now, no, I wouldn't do it. i At least get Napier two more gears to see where it goes. But that's about it. You guys have a good day.
1: All right. Get man, thank you. Tony, what's up? How you doing, fellas? Good. I'm like you, Shane. Um, at the end of the game, as, as a former player and former
16: coach, uh, what happened was just unprecedented. Um, With the days of rules and how time is now, where when you do substitutions and the the actual official can hold the clock, is there even a scenario where
4: you
17: could actually run a field goal team on with under fifteen seconds?
7: No, it's not possible. There have been studies done. uh, It was seventeen to eighteen when I played in the NFL that if you had if it was seventeen seconds, you basically had no chance of getting uh, a play run and running the May Day field goal team on there. And that's when I sit on the air. It's 16 seconds. We're either going to throw this ball out of bounds or near the sideline, catch it, get out, or we're going to complete a first down and clock it. It's exactly what we did. Um, I mean, it, the, we ran the, the, the two-minute drive, we're going to call it, to perfection. But we didn't get a chance to uh, – I mean, we would have had a chip shot field goal with no pressure, with no urgency, just jogging out there with our normal routine.
5: Yeah, and
16: that's what's the puzzling thing. I, I didn't even see a scenario where that should have even happened, um, which made me scratch my head about the coaching staff. Not just Billy, but the coaching staff in general because everybody on there that has a coaching has a responsibility to uphold the head-by-the-head head coach. He's called and played, mm-hmm. and then everybody else should be, you know, relaying it. So that's the most disturbing thing about where that game ended to me.
7: Agreed.
1: All right, fellas. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Uh, Todd says – Discussing that we scored 36 points. Only to have our defense help an 0-5 last in the SEC offense team. look like a top-10 offense. We scored 36. Should be enough to win a lot of games. Only if our defense could tackle and stop the run. Napier says we can do better. Agree. But when are we going to do better, especially on defense and special teams? Evan, hello.
5: Hi. I was going to say something similar. Um, I just wanted to know why our defense doesn't – They can't seem to tackle. Like the quarterback for Arkansas
11: just ran over our defense like that. One last drive, he just ran right over us. So where's the effort? I just feel like there's no, like, fight.
1: Well, that's a big dude. I was going (laughs) to say, if you've ever played football, Evan, and you had a guy running at you like that, and especially if you get past the line, and now you're a secondary guy or whatever, a safety, you're trying to, you know, stop a train like that, uh, you're, I mean, you're supposed to try to do that. I get it, but that's not easy. He's a big dude. All right, thanks. All right, thank you, Evan. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Peyton says, with the loss, the loss is ahead coming. Florida's truly heading down the road to become the Nebraska of the SEC and keep living in the glory days. If they fire Napier, continue to go through coaches like water, that'll cement it. Florida wore black to their own funeral. Uh, Mike says, "Can you pull out the stats of how many yards do we gain on first down? If we aren't close to three, is that execution or
7: play calling? Defense has its say, but you have to be able to drive the ball to succeed." Um, I don't know if it's play calling. You know, sometimes you can feel like you have a really good play call, and the other team just out execute you. I. I don't know what we gained on the first down. I have no idea.
1: I mean, there you'd have to go through every yeah. drive and take a that. look at what that is. And then, not only that, but look and see what was the play call and all of that. But, I mean, sure, it, it is second and four as a play caller a lot easier than second and ten? Mm-hmm. It is. Anybody tell you that. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes-Jullery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
15: Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Gator basketball opens their regular season tonight with a doubleheader in the O-Dome. Gator women will host North Florida at 5.30 and the men will host Loyola Maryland at 8. Catch coverage of both games right here starting at 5.10 for the women's game and 8 o'clock for the men's game. In Gator volleyball, number 20 Florida lost to number 13 Kentucky yesterday 3-1. The Gators will look for redemption in Friday's match as they host unranked LSU in the O'Connell Center. Meanwhile, there's some high school volleyball action this afternoon. Newberry will take on Brantford at 1 o'clock for a spot in the 1A state championship. Baker defeated Liberty County this morning to secure their spot, and the championship is at 4 o'clock tomorrow at Polk State College. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: The Roadiever Boys Ranch in Polaca is a terrific local charity. And it's been helping at-risk boys from difficult home environments for years. And, folks, you can help this really good cause by simply donating any unused or unwanted vehicle you might have. And they'll take just about anything. Uh, A car, certainly. But a motorcycle, a boat, an RV, yeah, they'll take those too. And what these kids do, they take these vehicles. By the way, they are... Uh, tax deductible as far as your donation is concerned they fix them they refurbish them they then sell them this is how they learn real life skills so if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind please consider a donation to the road heaver boys ranch it helps a good cause bottom line for more information google boys ranch palatka or go to rbr.org that's rbr.org you can learn more
8: Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at chuckbushautorepair.com.
18: When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA, Choice Steaks, Ribeye, Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. The
8: head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's Head Beer Coach 1966 American Lager.
18: Please drink responsibly. Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks
8: sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work. With 0% financing available, visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville
14: on Main Street. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com.
1: If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency.
3: Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators for my friends at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's family-owned jeweler with Worldwide Connections. IDC delivers exceptional value, mind-blowing selection, uncompromising quality ironclad warranties. IDC has showrooms all over Gator Country, Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, Clearwater, Sarasota, Naples and on the Treasure Coast. The vibe at IDC is relaxed and fun. Their non-commissioned experts will guide you every step of the way and nobody can touch their incredible value prices. Of course, IDC's specialty is diamonds. Real, rare, precious, GIA-certified diamonds in every shape and size imaginable. It's a massive selection at no middleman, direct importer prices. So when it comes to those special moments in your life, celebrate with the only jeweler endorsed by the Gators. International Diamond Center, where Gator Nation shops for jewelry. Get store locations, hours, and learn more at shopidc.com.
0: The WRUF radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
7: Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. When you're there, make sure you say hello to Kyle and tell him Shane sent you. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, Lee poses a good question here, Shane. He says,
1: point to what Napier does on game day that gives us an edge. I can point to coaches around the country that give their teams with less talent an edge. Climbing at Kansas State, Gundy, Elko, Kiffin, Freeze, Hypel. All those coaches give their teams an edge. Can you point to anything Napier does that's unique or gives us an advantage?
7: Hmm. Um, I I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. No, relative to what he's saying, I get the point. Yeah. Right? Now, I would say this.
1: Almost everything you brought up here was offense. You know, Hugh Freeze, Heipel, Kiffin, um, but... I mean, certainly, you know, Kansas State's a lot better than they used to be. Uh, Duke's fallen off a little bit because of injury at their quarterback position, but I get the point. So, yeah. Let's get to uh, Tony here. Hi, Tony.
11: Hey, how's it going, fellas? Well, you know, based on what you just said, you know, it all goes back to why Napier was hired, you know? Napier wasn't hired because he's an offensive whiz kid. He was hired because he's an organizer and a program builder. That's why he was hired. Um, And, unfortunately, that's where the issue is right now. Hey, Shane, um, you made an interesting point. Are you saying that studies have shown that based on the time that was left at the end of the game there, even if we had gone out there to try and kick a field goal, we wouldn't have had enough time based on those studies?
7: Yes. Uh, all, like in the NFL, especially during training camp, when you have all this time to meet, uh, they do all this. this now, this I, I haven't played since 2006. That was my last year, but – my fifth, 14 years in the league, it was the cutoff point was 17 seconds. And that's, yeah. that's complete a ball. And for the guy to go down immediately, rush your guys out there and hope the official spots. I mean, it's, it's got everything's got to work to perfection. That's why I said okay. on the air at 16 seconds, you ain't running Mayday on. You got to, you got to get it past the line of scrimmage first down because the clock stops. You got plenty of time, then clock it because college football is a little bit yeah. different than pro football.
11: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You would think a full time special teams coach getting paid to be a full time special team coach would know that. Well, so not. really realize that.
7: Not even just a special teams coach. Every coach on the staff should know that.
11: Uh, even worse. You made me just feel even worse. Oh, hey, my Shane, bad. <laughs> quick, quick question. Check this out. Um, Etienne and Montreal Johnson both had 12 carries. Etienne, 80 yards, 6.7 average. Montreal Johnson, 35 yards, 2.9 average. And I have two eyes, okay? And my eyes tell me that Etienne should get the bulk bulk of these carries. When you have a shambles of a special teams, when you have a defense that's getting shredded every week because they're super young and now they're injured, okay? You've got to score points. You've got to have your Ferraris out on the field. There's periods in this game where Trey, Wilson, and Etienne are disappeared. Now, save me... Um, Wilson's numbers, save him, Okay, yeah, he had nine catches for whatever, or but he should have had like 15. And don't tell me that Etienne should not have the bulk of these carries. These are three games left. You're going to have to outscore these people. Defense ain't going to shut these people down. Okay, I hope Billy gets the ball into the hands of the guys that are the playmakers on this team. What do you think, Shane? Am I wrong?
7: Well, I, I've said if I was coaching this team, I would line up an 11 personnel with Ricky Pearsall, Trey Wilson, and Andy Gene. I don't know what Andy genes issue is. If Andy Gene can't go, I put Marcus Burke in there. I need somebody that can run. Put Aiden Mizell in there. I don't care. I need speed. Uh, I, I, have a pro, I don't have a problem with either running back. I, I do know the why, one reason why ETN does not play as much as you, you the fans want is because of pass protection. It's bad. He can't block. It's real bad. Um, he's explosive. There is no question about that. But – if I was, if they had to put a gun to my head and said, you're calling the rest of the year, I am going with 11 personnel, boarding him at the Y. Uh, I'm putting Aiden Mizell, Ricky uh, Pearsall, and Trey. Trey Wilson until they can't breathe. If they need oxygen, we're going to sub, sub one guy in, but you're coming back in the next play because I need explosive playmakers.
11: Got yeah. it. I agree. Thanks, guys. Tony, Bye-bye.
7: thank
10: you. Andrew, hello. Yes, um. Shane, a great emotional call there at the end. I don't think that's as much emotion as you've shown in the box with the clock it, clock at clock it. So, unfortunately, you had to say that. What I'm going to say is, or ask about, do you agree that this hiring of Coach Napier and with the personnel we have obviously is a growing experience? He's growing into the job as well as our players getting better at what they do. Would you agree with that, Jane? Say that one more time. I said Coach Napier is growing into this job, as well as our players are getting better and growing into into being better players. Is that? Yeah, I think so. I I think
7: I think as a player, you always learn different types of situations. I think coaches learn situations too. Um, but uh, our coaches should have known that situation at the end of the game if that's where we're going with this. Um, again, mm. I, 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 if we're going to stick on the offensive side of the bill, I don't feel like we're, we're playing our explosive players enough. Uh, defense and special teams are a different issue. But if we're talking offense, uh, yeah, coaches, coaches are learning. I mean, not every coach, even Nick Saban, as long as he's coached, I'm sure there's scenarios that have come up that, uh, he learned from.
16: Mm Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, certainly, that's just life. But uh, in closing here, um, I think one of the big problems is, especially with the extra players that are down on the sideline at home games, the noise, the ambience, everything else, uh, being unprepared, obviously, in my estimation, there's no excuse for the fire drill. But um, what I was going to close out and say was, Um, A lot of people are just looking for a general, a general down there. And uh, we unfortunately have right now, in my estimation, a lieutenant. Have a great day.
1: Andrew, thank you. Uh, Okay, Uh, Mike, if you want to hang on, you'll be the first caller top of the hour. Uh, Eric, too long on email, but I'll try to shorten it, Uh, says Arkansas wasn't as terrible as everybody was saying after the game or on your show. They lost five of their six by a score or less. they actually have a better chance of making a bowl now than Florida with three other final games at home. Has to, reactions to Napier being fired after not even two years as a coach. Uh, I say stop crying. Give the man a chance. Getting to be embarrassing listening to Gator fans and the reactions lately. Uh, Jonesy says, uh, as Dennis Green would say, they are who I thought they were. After looking at the Gators so far this season, are they who you thought they would be? You did say beginning of the season they were picked to be at the bottom of the SEC East well they weren't Could you see this in your wildest dreams a team that's 2 and 6 coming into the swamp and beat the Gators but even worse score 36 points on the defense
7: Uh I don't I didn't look at Arkansas's record We should have won the football game if we do a simple procedure Uh I thought Florida would be better Uh the reason I thought we'd have a really good year and like I said I only usually look at the skill guys I still think we got really good skill guys on offense Hour 2 coming up. We'll take
1: as many emails and calls as we can in Hour 2. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
8: Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now. Or at
19: ChuckBushAutorepair.com. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium and if you don't have tickets to the game the social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. you'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from the social's rooftop bar see you at the social at Midtown
14: Florida is
8: kayaking country kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. The Florida Department
20: of Corrections is hiring. You could earn a starting salary of almost $50,000 plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions. We have immediate openings throughout Florida. No experience is necessary and all training is provided. Officers
18: receive a salary and are immediately eligible for benefits, including health insurance and the college tuition waiver on day one of your new career. Text Apply to DCJOB or
19: visit fldocjobs.com to apply today. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day and it just kept on hurting, for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there, but this just sent it over the edge. Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement, when he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. It was really fascinating how they did their work, and the science behind it was very intriguing, and it works. Extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind. It's like I'm brand new again. It was fantastic. That's because the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips, shoulders, back, and knees, providing long-lasting relief. Now I'm back at the gym. I'm 100% feeling great. If you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury, call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call
18: QC Kinetics 352 400 Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the villages 352 400 4550.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports have some lunch on ESPN 98 1 FM and 850 AM
1: WRUF. Hello and welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Daniel Haviv, our producer. I'm Steve Russell, the Gator QB. Oh, I forgot, Shainer. Sorry, the Gator QB Shane Matthews. Alongside, uh, you can listen to us here and now watch us live on Cox Cable Six. Shainer, giving the hello there. Uh, so we appreciate you doing that. Lots of reaction, obviously today. Uh, by the way, Shane's excited because oh. they just announced Florida Missouri is going to be another seven thirty game. Misery. Two SEC, 730 games in a row. So, there we go. Three nine two eight two five five. Email S Russell at wruf.com. Mike, hello.
6: Hello, guys. Uh, Shane, I want to tell you, I, I think you've really turned it up a notch in your uh, calling of the game. You, you're, you're completely honest with what you see. You don't sugarcoat anything. Uh, and next to Coach Spurrier, I trust your opinion on offense uh more than anybody. I it's have said this before. In my opinion, you ran Coach Brewer's offense better than anybody did. Uh and I think you really understand offense. So I, I really appreciate you being honest and, and telling it like it is, Jane.
7: Really do appreciate that. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. You're welcome, bud.
1: Okay. Thank you, Mike. Um, all right. I'm gonna get emails here uh in order of getting them and then I'll get back to the phones if people uh, have phone calls here for it. we got a ton of emails. Paul says, last few seconds of the game, surprising, frustrating, and baffling to me. I think of that as football 101. You could down spike. We, we've done this ad nauseum today. <laughs> but uh, my son keeps telling me our team is young. need to give them time, but come on. I like the staff. I'm cheering for them, but the confusion's got to stop. Communication to start on the sideline. Uh, watching Milro quite the show I've noticed with him his stiff arming usually includes grabbing or pushing a defender's face mask how does he get away with that without being called for a face mask you can
7: push the face mask yeah, you just well, can't grab it well what's crazy is if you if you even touch the face mask on on the quarterback on, or just on an offensive player yeah. it's face mask yeah I've never understood that rule and that's also I think to be fair kind of subjective
1: I think maybe to your point, Paul, maybe an official would call that, but I think you can stiff-arm the face mask as long as you don't grab it. If somebody's an official and listening, they can correct me. Mike says, Napier just said in the press, nobody wants to talk about special teams. If we don't miss an extra point and miss field goal, we win. He just indicted himself, admitting he doesn't want to talk about special teams. Uh, BB says, the game man got to me too. I think I clocked my pillow three times in my sleep Saturday night. All I know is when I woke up, lots of feathers and a very unhappy wife. <laughs> uh, my nomination for ugliest winning college football team of the year Iowa. Uh, and he oh. says he hates social media sometimes. ESPN football final showed a post made right after our game of a bloated looking pig person kicking a gator statue in the face with, I won't back down. Playing in the background. yeah, mm-hmm. that's what social media can do now. Uh, Lewis says, Fan need to stop with the young players playing is a big reason the team suffers in some areas. Every single Power 5 team plays young players weekly. LSU started two true freshmen offensive tackles last year. Ended up in the SEC title game. Huge difference between knowing your assignment and making plays. It doesn't take talent to know your assignment. You know, way too many missed assignments on a weekly basis. That's coaching. Napier may be good at off-field business, but between the lines on game day, he's horrendous. Mistakes begin and end with the head coach. Larry, I don't think it's time to move on from Napier. He needs at least one more year. I do wonder if he might need more than the current 120 football program staff members to solve the stupid flaws of mistakes like the the end-of-the-game field goal attempt. This is tongue-in-cheek. One has to question his organizational skills given the pattern of poor decisions. Your thoughts?
7: Yeah, I I the the whole analyst thing baffles me. Uh I think we touched on or maybe it was on my show. You know, Sabin has a bunch of analysts, but they're the Charlie Strong's, the Todd Granthams, the Bill O'Brien's, the Lane Kiffins, Sarkeesian, guys that have coached I don't really know uh, any of our analysts. Patrick says, What grade would
1: you give Billy overall as a coach this year?
7: Oh man, I'd have to think about that. We'll come back to that. Keith and Charlotte. Uh
1: Napier's demonstrated strengths seem to be recruiting, talent evaluation, organizing. If the offense isn't the glaring problem, do you think hiring a dedicated OC with free coach to focus even more on his strengths and give added attention to those areas which were struggling? It seems that as an OC, he's in the middle of the road, not bad, not great. With all the responsibility he has, bringing in somebody to handle those duties seems like a no-brainer. It's no different than putting your
7: team members in the best position to be successful. I mean, that's, that's what everybody talks about. I, I don't see calling plays as the head coach that big a deal. There's tons of people doing it around the country. Victor says,
1: uh, how close was the first down at the end with time winding down? Field didn't have to waste. Uh, did The field goal did not have time to waste and wait for a call of first down. Probably set to run on the whistle. Could that immediate reaction been avoided? Who makes the call? Easy to criticize after recognizing the first down. What could have been done better? Not like they lined up and yelled to get back, trying to make sense of the chaos. 30 points should have been
7: enough. That first down statistic should be looked at. All right, I don't know what any of that stuff he just said. We, we, it was second and seven. We complete a 20-yard ball for a first down. The, the, the whole operation was done very well by our offense and our quarterback who was in charge of it. The sideline procedure was a mess. Okay, back to the phones. Don, Hello.
5: Hey, Steve, how y'all doing?
7: Good. Hey, Steve, uh,
20: do you think losing these games or maybe losing the next three, if we lose the next three games, do you think that will have any effect on, on some of the
21: recruits that uh, Bill Napier is trying to get? To come.
1: I've been asked that a lot. Um, first of all, me trying to figure out what a
7: 17-year-old thinks uh, <laughs> oh. is not a good proposition. Let's okay. just say, recru- I don't follow recruiting either. But recruiting nowadays is totally different than it used to be. Correct, due <laughs> to money. If you're getting, I was going to say, if you're getting paid money, Don,
1: it doesn't change if you win or lose, right? That's one thing. Secondly, if you look at opportunity, if 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 you get guys transferring, players want to play. So if you get a chance to come in and play right away. That helps, too. On the flip side of that, here's what doesn't help. Transfer portal, okay? I'm a junior, and I don't see the next two years where Florida or whatever school is going to be in the playoff. So if I want that to happen, I'm going to look for another school. Could that happen? Yes, I think it could. Okay, thank you. Okay, Don, thank you. James, hello? Hello?
9: Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I, I have uh, tried to avoid, to be completely honest with you, I did, almost didn't tune in today and, and tried to avoid some social media just because I knew what it would, would be like, um, but I had to call in. I Y'all may know I call from Georgia. I, I live up here. My daughter's a student at UGA, but my wife and I are UF alum and proud Gators, and I, I draw the comparison up here during Kirby Smart's first couple of years at Georgia, he lost to Vandy, he lost to Georgia Tech, he lost to South Carolina at home. Uh, probably other losses. He damn sure, you know, struggled with the Gators. But folks here, there was folks in the fan base calling for him to be dismissed. Oh, he's just another one of the Nick Saban lineage, or that they really can't coach. It was a great coordinator, blah blah blah. And and look where he is now. I mean, the dogs are poised to, to win their third national championship in a row. He has built a tremendous culture here. Uh it, It's an incredible program. I think, and I'm not saying that, that Billy Napier is that guy, but I think he's got to be given time to develop that. That being said, uh, the only other thing I'll, I'll add, Kirby Smart was a hell of a defensive coordinator and he doesn't do that job. He's got a defensive coordinator. Um, for whatever that's worth. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I just thought and remind folks that, um, you know, just because they're not successful immediately doesn't mean they can't be. So, thanks and go Gators. Okay,
1: thank you. The only thing I would say to that, James, and only Kirby Smart could answer this, right? As a defensive coach... He
7: coaches the defense.
1: I mean, does he not have some... I mean, he understands... Now, he may not make the
7: call on the field on second and 10, what they're going yeah, to if run. you watch him, he coaches the defense on every single play. But he is, he, I, in my opinion... He is part of the plan and he's part of everything uh, that's, going on defensively. That's just the word I was going
1: to use, Shane. He's part Trust of the me. plan. Trust me. So he has his footprint and stamp on what they're going to do defensively. And if he sees something during the game that ain't going right... I mean, right. if you
7: watch him on the sideline, he coaches every play... Of the defense,
1: yeah. I mean, that, I I get your point, and I, I see the yeah. point, but I do think he's more involved in that than a lot of people mm-hmm. think. Uh, Alan, hello. Uh,
21: good afternoon, guys. Hey. Um I, I was just calling to say that uh, you know a lot of the angst and frustration from uh, fans, you know, hear a lot about. Oh, we need a special teams coordinator. We need a new offensive one, offensive coordinator. I, I think most of that arguments kind of inarticulate. I think what really what we want is just, we want special teams for us, for the Gators to have an advantage on game day. You know, we, historically, we have had some good special teams play. We've, you know, got a fake punt. We've, uh, you know, uh, quote, won the special teams battle. And, uh, you know, that's not so, right now. Everybody's scratching and clawing just to, for it to not cost us a game like it did against Arkansas. Um, and, and, for, for Billy to not really acknowledge that, um, it just really seems like he's in a vacuum and not paying attention to what's really going on and not acknowledging the real problem that it is. Um, it, it, with the offensive coordinator, um, I, I think, uh, fans really aren't listening to what he says either. Last Monday in his press conference, he basically said he was doubling down on his evaluation, his recruiting. His scheme, all the things that make quote his program what it is. So, um, you know, I I believe we have to give Billy a chance, and I, I I'm I'm certainly not saying um, it's time to get rid of him, but uh, okay. communicate more um, and, and and acknowledge that there's problems, and hey, we're going to get better and 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 uh, get back to. What Gators expect to see on the field on Saturday.
1: All right, Alan. Thank you for your call. By the way, uh, to end the show today, our last segment, we're going to have a conversation since it's the start of the basketball season. Todd Golden. You'll hear from him today. Uh, and during our last segment, as the Gators get ready to open the season, both men and women. One fifteen. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Stilley, ESPN, ninety-eight FM, A50 AM, W FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
12: Good afternoon, I'm Trot Kirschmar. Gators basketball is back tonight with a doubleheader in the o The women's team tips off its season against UNF, while the men will face Loyola, Maryland in their opener. Women's coverage starts right here at 5-10, with men's coverage following at 8. Staying on the hardwood, Gators volleyball is preparing for its next game against LSU, following a tough home loss to 13th-ranked Kentucky. This was the Gators' third straight home loss, a streak they will look to break on Friday against the Tigers. The high school volleyball postseason is in the final stretch with semifinal matches today. The Class 1A match started at 8 with Newberry, at 1 with Newberry and Brantford battling for a spot in a state championship game where Baker awaits. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Drop Kirschmar. ESPN 981
0: FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: If you are a healthcare employee, I've got a little holiday cheer to help you make it to the new year. Keep your cash flow and take advantage of a special holiday loan to help with your gift shopping, holiday travel, New Year's plans, and more. Where's that from? FICARE Federal Credit Union. Because at FICARE Federal Credit Union, you can borrow up to $2,000 with a 12-month term. If you're already a member, select Personal Loan as the loan type when applying online and enter Holiday Loan for the purpose. If you're not a member, what are you waiting for? Visit FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Join the bank I've been with for more than 30 years and apply for some holiday cheer. This offer expires December 31st. Once again, FICARE Federal Credit Union, FICAREFCU.org.
18: Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to
8: anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
18: When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA, Choice Steaks, Ribeye, Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good.
13: Hey North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros that Polaris of Gainesville will keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water, or battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris Gainesville. We are your North Florida premier off-road and marine service center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386 418 T44.
0: Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says, if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio but in some situations it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement so don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle call Talonwell wealth for a no charge comprehensive financial plan valued at fifteen hundred dollars to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably three five two seven five one thirty two hundred that's 3200 or schedule at guarding YournestEgg.com.
15: Allen Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. as performance does not guarantee future results. Order license d 5634 Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January
12: 2023.
0: We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF. And in the world with
2: the WRUF radio
14: app.
2: This is Gatorhead Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. At Titan and Mariah, no insurance is no problem, and Titan
7: and Mariah has the same day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanandMariah.com. I can tell you we're not going to get through all this today. Uh, or just not um,
1: but we will do our best to get through things Matt, hello
17: Hey Steve, listen,
21: after a game like Saturday the last thing anybody wants is to have to hear from a Georgia fan <laughs> uh, so I figured I'd call in um, you, you just had a caller compare uh, Sleepy Billy to Kirby and that's just ridiculous it's it's amazing the way we cherry pick stats um, Kirby won 8 games his first year and, and played for a national title his second, so That 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 whole comparison is absolutely ridiculous.
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you who also made that comparison was Chris Doring. I I watched, and he kind of mentioned too, questioning some of the things that Kirby did early in his early in his career, and I think that's normal, unless you come in and you win, you know, big your first year, which some coaches have done. So I, I don't think the comparison was meant, you know, point to point. I think the comparison was that it's a learning curve when you first start to be a head coach.
21: Yeah, it certainly is, but he but he strictly pointed out the negative and left out a lot, a lot there. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's cherry-picking, let's just say that.
17: So. Okay. That's all I got, Steve. Yep, thank so. you. Rick, hello. Yeah. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, three quick points. Uh, Shane, you stopped short of saying when you said uh, the end of the play when we got into that field goal situation was unacceptable – a few more words, wouldn't you add? Unacceptable coaching. Isn't that what you're basically saying?
7: Well, yeah. I mean, every coach I, I mentioned, every coach on the sideline should be telling the field goal unit what the situation is, what we're doing here on this play. There, we're we. First of all, we have no time to run out and do a mayday situation with 16 seconds. It's almost nearly impossible. Um, so yeah, it was it was it. It's just a bad way to lose a football game. It just. You can question play calling and all that kind of stuff, but the procedural stuff bothers me a lot.
17: Well, let me continue this to say, look, people need to be honest about Napier. It appears he's doing a great job of putting the team together Uh, We don't have the wins. It looks like the recruits are coming. uh, But he is not doing the job, maybe, as an offensive coordinator, and he certainly needs a special teams coordinator. And Napier could have his stamp on the plays, just like, uh, Steve, you said, Kirby Smart does. So he could hire an offensive coordinator. Now we'd have somebody to blame bad plays on and to fire, and Napier could keep his job next year. And then the final thing, and I I wish you'd comment on that, is I drilled this last year about backup quarterback. We don't have anybody come in yet that appears they trust to do anything other than hand the ball off. In the LSU game, their quarterback went down. They brought in their backup. Immediately, he threw a mid-range pass the first play. It went for the play. And I'm just wondering, I think Mertz is a great quarterback. i got no issues with him at all. But a different QB with a different kind of wheels, different kind of mindset could alter the game. And, again, I keep saying put him in in the second quarter to give him some experience, and give him a chance that if he's got to come in, now we've got trust in that Q B rather than just the old handoff game. All Shane, right. That's it for me,
7: James.
1: Please. Thank you.
7: Yeah. Uh, I- I've heard this argument and I am not putting in a backup quarterback just to get some experience. Thank uh, you. Max Brown's <laughs> a backup. He's a talented kid. Hadn't played a lot. Uh I, I I know they don't trust him to throw throw the ball that much. Uh Garrett Nussmeyer's a, a really good quarterback. He's been around the game his whole life. He's got a good understanding of and he's a really good thrower of the football that's why lsu does that with him tennessee mike hello
20: hey guys just three quick thoughts um to be fair to napier that 10 second runoff stuff i'm not a football coach i I mean there's a million things going on a lot of times when there's that 10 second runoff you either an injury of course or something crazy has happened but imagine how much is going on in the last 45 seconds of a football game
7: there was that 10 run 10 second runoff should have never happened it only yeah, happened because right. we sent people out there not being prepared.
20: Okay, well, it didn't happen, right? I thought the they never did. They didn't apply the ten second runoff. Right,
7: it? if they do the ten second runoff, the game is over. Yeah, that's but since right. since, cl- s- since the clock was stopped, they gave us a five yard penalty, which caused us to miss the field goal. The bottom line is, it's this simple. It's it's elementary football. When you have a two minute drive, your quarterback is in complete control, and he knew exactly what to do that when the ball was completed past the first down marker, the clock stops for the chains to move. He had eight seconds on the play clock to go up and, stock, and, and clock it. Then you just yeah. walk your field goal team out there and you kick the game winner in their natural routine.
20: Yeah. And and that 10-second runoff was very close, wasn't it, Shane? I mean, they were like a horse's hair from actually well,
7: that clock. I, I, I thought the game was over because of the nonsense running people out there. It, sh- it probably should have been over, and that would have really – looked bad we were fortunate we even got a chance to kick it to win it uh like i said it's a simple procedure that every team in america does and knows the situation we just did not do
10: it correctly
20: all right guys just two quick questions one more for you shane was josh dobbs as a nfl backup quarterback for a lot of your career how amazing was, was what josh dobbs did
7: phenomenal and i don't know if people saw the highlights or the video of him in the locker room incredible i mean the dude what was even more incredible? He'd been there four or five days. He didn't even know their snap count. During the game, he goes over on the sideline with the lineman, with the center, and they're teaching him the snap count. Uh, he's obviously a smart kid because of his degree. Uh, he can learn a playbook quickly. Uh, but what he did was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah,
20: yeah, Seventh NFL team. Hey, last thing, guys. Saban pregame. Get this. We all know Urban went off to Ohio State and had success. But imagine if uh, Urban went to say Georgia and wore out Florida for say 15 years. Saban is now 13 and five against LSU. How hard has that got to be for those LSU people to swallow?
1: Yeah, not easy. Y'all hang in there. All right. Thank you. Uh, quickly, David. Hello.
6: Hey, guys, is it all right to say something positive about the Gators
1: today?
9: Sure. Hey,
6: that Castile kid is a monster. As a true freshman, I I just love watching that young man play. He'll hit you. He he will hit you. You know what? Everybody's disappointed with the game. Uh, Somebody, and they're comparing Napier and and, uh, talking about Smart. Smart came in with a loaded, loaded roster and uh napier did not so even to compare the second year of smart and napier uh honestly it's just ridiculous hey steve i gotta give you kudos man how you put up with the nonsense you do after a loss um on those calls you get you had the patience of Job. and one last thing i'm just wondering you know I kicked the field goal in high school. I wonder if I could have gone in there and kicked that field goal. You guys have a good
1: day. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, 128 Time Check brought to you by Hayes. Uh, okay, we're going to run through the emails here on our last segment. Again, our final segment today. You'll hear Todd Golden talk about his team as they get set to play tonight. ESPN 98.1 FM, fifty AM, WYUF.
0: From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
8: Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com.
0: Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with cuban love and available from sunrise to late night
8: the head ball coach scores again steve spurrier's head beer coach 1966 american lager is now available everywhere at ben hill griffin stadium smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish also available at most places you buy beer if you don't see it ask for it a beer made by gators for gators make a great play and enjoy a cold one today Steve Spurrier's Head Beer Coach 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Where is your pain? Knees? Hips? Back? Don't let
1: it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America, over 150 clinics nationwide, with advanced protocols that can get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. These new advanced regenerative treatments are getting amazing reviews. Let the medical pros at QC Kinetics give you the better path toward that pain-free life. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550.
0: U.F. Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
15: Mostly sunny to partly cloudy skies for us this afternoon. Temperatures should warm up to the upper 70s in most areas, but tonight turning mostly clear with lows dropping to the upper 40s and lower 50s. For the remainder of the work week, high pressure should stick around each day. Temperatures warming to the upper 70s and lower 80s with mostly sunny skies. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Lorewski.
0: It's a it's a it's the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Antonio Pierce had this to say about being a Raider himself.
16: The short story, the matter of fact, is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A.
18: That's what I want to hear. Now, I don't know if he can win the job. Remember R- Rich Basaccia? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings
0: at 9, right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com.
7: Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Okay, we're going to get through emails here. Uh,
1: Williams says, Torn about Billy in the current situation. Through nearly two seasons, he's shown to be a mediocre in game coach at best. Offensive production at the bottom of the league both years. That's not true. Uh, before this game, they were actually in the middle of the pack mm-hmm. in terms of that, but I get the point. Defense has been pitiful. I've seen better special teams at Pee Wee Fields. Everybody and their mother knew special teams going to cost us a game. At some point it did. The recruiting's been excellent. Talent's quickest way to make up a gap. So I have no choice but to wait. You feel bad for a guy like Shane. The old guys of the elite years having to watch the garbage we put on film. If this class falls apart, have a major problem. Uh, Gary says, heard you were a tad upset at the non-interference call in the north end zone right in front of us. Our guy got beat up.
7: Yeah, that was definitely pass interference. Uh, let's see here, Mark. But but I will say this: I, I'm not one that picks sides. the 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 officials blew the one call, and I don't remember when it happened. Remember, Trey Wilson called a little angle route and ran for about 20 yards, and they held him up, and then he fumbled. Do you remember that? Yes. The, the fumble was caused because of Richie Leonard came in there late, not late, but trying to push him forward. Yeah, that should have been Arkansas's ball. I agree. I I. I... They I would have lost. That. I would have lost it if I was saying.
1: that. They, they missed didn't. that, but see, nobody talks about that. Right. It's the ones that Florida got screwed on. Right. Yeah. It's not the. But yes, I'm totally with you there. Uh, let's see. Mark says Doring talked about Georgia's development over the years, included Smart's progression, maturity as a coach. First couple of years, they questioned some of his game time decisions. Do you think Napier has the ability to make that same progression?
7: Well, I think you always learn, and uh, the more you coach, you learn different situations. Uh, I I think we need to stop comparing programs. You know what I mean. You know what I mean, Steve. Like you know, he had two years. He did this in three years. The 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 Georgia situation is not even comparable. Mark Rick was fired after winning nine or ten games. Yes. So VC.
1: How does the special teams pop up in year two when they implemented the same system last year? Um, Mullen was a good game day coach, elite OC, not a good recruiter or program builder. Billy's the opposite. Great recruiter, program builder, not a good game day coach or an elite OC. Needs to hire to make up for his deficiencies. Uh, Tommy says, why are so many fans complaining about not having an OC play caller? We scored 36 it's not the offense that's concerning. It's the absence of head coach's eyes on so many other elements of the practice and game. You can argue, had Napier not been so focused on the offense, been looking at the big picture, could have avoided the disastrous ending of the game and improved other aspects of uh, everything. Uh, let's see here. Steven, of the three games left, which one do we have the best chance of winning?
7: Oh, man, it, it, you just don't know what teams are, how teams are going to play now because, like, Missouri's kind of burst their bubble, and they got Tennessee this week. So if they lose that game, how do they look going into that game against us? LSU, is Jaden Daniels going to play? Do, are they, are they kind of packed it in now that they can't go to the SEC championship game? Florida State has struggled playing teams on the road. Who knows? Bill says, Shane, it seems two
1: timeouts were wasted, getting late play calls to Mertz. Would have given the Gators a key timeout at the end of the game. We
7: didn't need a timeout at the end of the game, though. Correct. Do you feel the plays were late getting in the merge? Why does this happen? Well, it happens. It's not just our team, people. Here's the thing. Whether that's Billy getting in it late, I don't know. I'm not on the headset. It could be the eight dudes signaling the play in. You know, so we, we can't comment on things that we don't know. Bill says if a team takes on the identity of its coach, what would you say is the team identity? Do you feel the team's improved consistently or regressed this year? I think we're a much better football team than we were last year, personally. It may not translate to wins, but my eyes tell me we are. Gordon says Sunday's 15-inning Gator
1: baseball game versus Stetson was much better than Saturday's fiasco. Did we win it, I I take it? (laughs) Uh, Lisa says FSU fans talk trash about Billy in year two of Norvell. All I heard in Tallahassee was fire him. That's true. Now they act like they've never been where we are. Love the show. Shane's. Love Shane's input as well. Go Gators. Do what we get an OC for next year. Kerwin
7: <laughs> Bell, come okay. on down. Okay. I, I have to I have to mention this every day on my show. Ker, I actually talked to Kerwin t- this morning. He's one of my best friends. He's as good an offensive play, uh, play caller you'll ever be, be around. Kerwin is not going to work for anybody else, people, because he did it one time, and he said it'll never happen again. So the only way he will be a... Gator coach, as if he's the head coach.
1: Correct. Matthew says, I'm being told Arkansas scored more points in a three-minute span Saturday than they had in the previous five quarters. Is that true? Well, yeah, because they only scored three and four. Yeah. So, yeah, that doesn't take uh, real heavy math there. Um, Andy says, Shane, Billy's attention to detail related in recruiting and off-field decisions is impeccable. Why doesn't that translate to game day? Is that because he's never experienced these situations at Louisiana because they had superior talent in the Sun Belt, time management in general, using timeouts too early, not having units in position to succeed doesn't seem to be improving?
7: You know, it's it's hard. Here's the thing that I think people are forgetting. Coaching, yes, you have one guy who's in charge, but all the entire coaching staff is a part of a plan, a part of execution on game day. I'm not sure he's getting the help he needs or should be getting from some of those assistants. Andy, did you see the ticky-tacky taunting penalty Allen
1: got last night? Terrible call, but the taunt was called prior to him crossing the goal line. Why wasn't the penalty assessed and the touchdown not counted? It was
7: counted. Yeah.
1: Well, he's saying why wasn't the penalty assessed In other words, if he did it before he scored, then they shouldn't have scored the touchdown, I I guess is what he's saying. I don't know the exact ruling on that. And I think the play – I think the rule is the play continues and then you assess the penalty in that particular uh, situation there. Uh, Let's see. I don't know what the name is here. On deck against the Gators, the NCAA's 117-36 and rated offensive – Offense is what realistically can be done on defense in season to improve. Is more man coverage something to consider? We do play a lot of man. <laughs> Jeff says, "Do you guys know how many of our players receive NIL money and how much? Or is it published? If so, what do we compare to the programs like Alabama and Georgia?"
7: It's not public knowledge, I don't believe. Uh, I think we're paying some guys a good amount of money. But I don't think there's a place that's. No, I don't I don't published. think
1: that's legal. Yeah. Bill says Shane, thank you for your honest assessment of Gator football. Fresh to hear your positive and constructive criticism of Gator play versus Napier's press conference coach talk, which at times sounds like a replay of Butch Jones's comments. Uh, Andrew says, watching players such as Hopper at Missouri's hard. No wonder nobody can beat Georgia. The rest of the SEC is
7: finding over the players Georgia doesn't recruit. Uh, How many. I'm just going to ask you a question. How many players in the Southeastern Conference transfer to Georgia next year? What do you think? Depending on how many they lose, but. Well, um, I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, think about it. There are two starting receivers transferred in Raw right. Thomas from Mississippi State and you Lovick know, from uh, Missouri. Here's the thing I've seen from him, though, and he kind of said this. He still
1: prefers.
7: Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. But who would want to? Because, as you mentioned, in today's world, you can transfer to a team that's going to contend if you want to try to go win a title. Yeah. And and those players will know
1: who's leaving, mm-hmm. what positions Georgia needs or whoever right. needs to do. So, oh, yeah. you Think about it. Players transferred before to play, mm-hmm. for the most part. If you weren't playing, I had no problem with a kid transferring to school X to go play. Right. Well, now they want to play to win. And get NIL money perhaps as well. So you're right. Uh, Okay. Let's see. I don't know. Victor has mentioned this to me a couple times. I don't know what he means about – he's mad about a penalty call. Okay, (laughs) bad penalty. Um, Henry says, it seems to me the penalty's effect might be to freeze the kicker, but the additional yarder shouldn't have been a big deal. He has a big leg.
7: Again, if we just do the normal thing that we're supposed to do in that situation, everybody's calm, cool, and collective. We just jog our team out there in our normal routine and win the game. Yeah, and the yardage wasn't – I mean, he kicked the ball far enough. Yeah, he just – he pushed it. If we don't get the penalty, he makes it. But none of that should have mattered. Yeah.
1: Um, All right, let's end this. Uh, LSU, we don't know about Jaden Daniels yet, whether he'll start or not. That's a big deal. And I think Shane, it is a fair thing to say. I mean, not that Florida's in great shape there or not, but you know, with LSU's loss, they're not going to win the West, so it's going to be a challenge for Coach Kelly. You know, what are they playing for by their standard?
7: Yeah, no, there's no question. And you know, I, you you think being a competitive athlete, you're going to go compete at the highest level, but nowadays, kids, I mean, you remember a couple of weeks ago, people were talking about Kayla Williams sitting out and. So you just never know in today's football, but it's still it's Tiger Stadium would be a great environment. Uh, I'm not, I'm not just saying we're going to lose the game. You got to go compete and see what happens. Uh, I was very impressed by Missouri the other day. Were you? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's interesting now though. They sit at what five and two. Steve got Tennessee at home, and then us. Uh, they know they can't go to the championship game. I mean, pretty much right now. No matter what happens from here on out, it's Alabama, Georgia, right? Ole Miss, I think, still has a say in it. But they have to. They have to beat Georgia. Yeah, and not lose. That's the, that's the only no. But they lost. To they Alabama. lost to Alabama, right? They're still. They can still yeah. mathematically
1: yeah. do yeah. it, but it would take things to do it. Um, Okay, we appreciate Shane. Don't forget tomorrow he's back along with the head ball coach for Inside the Huddle. We'll give you that at 11 o'clock. The last segment today is going to be a conversation with Gator men's basketball coach Todd Golden as the Gators men's and women's teams both open up their seasons tonight. 145 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 8.50
0: a.m.
12: WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Troc Kirschmar. Gators basketball is back tonight with a doubleheader in the O-Dome. The women's team tips off its season against UNF while the men will face Loyola-Mayland in their opener. Women's coverage starts right here at 5-10 with men's coverage following at 8. Staying on the hardwood, Gators volleyball is preparing for its next game against LSU following a tough home loss to 13th ranked Kentucky. This was the Gators third straight home loss a streak they will look to break on Friday against the Tigers. In other Gators news, the November 18th football game at Missouri will kick off at 7:30 on ESPN. Newberry and Branford are facing off in the high school volleyball Class 1A state semifinals match. That match began at one with Baker awaiting the winner. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF.
19: You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and find jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins? Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see
3: the
2: price.
19: IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry.
2: We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We
3: have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any
2: consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or
19: the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center. Online at ShopIDC.com.
11: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Here, what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
15: So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable, so I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. <laughs> I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. (laughs) I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it.
11: This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com, that's exceptionaldentistry.com.
18: When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA, Choice Steaks, Ribeye, Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida health care
1: workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. A different name, but same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit union for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. Switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings
0: at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
6: This is Joe Steve Spurrier. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: If you missed it, uh, Gator Baseball had a fall exhibition with Stetson uh, and they outscored Stetson 14-4 across 15 innings of exhibition play. Uh, and uh, a bunch of pitchers did well for the Gators, too. They got 14 hits. 11 pitchers provided scoreless appearances for Florida as well. So that was kind of good. Uh, don't forget, tonight, Florida women's basketball, Florida men's basketball opening their seasons. It always happens about this time of the year. It sneaks up on you. Here is a conversation I had with Gator men's basketball coach Todd Golden gator men's basketball with head coach todd golden the gators new season right around the corner todd thanks for doing this first of all yeah um, pleasure. i want to start though by going back to last year what did you learn in your first year coaching the sec what
22: was that like for you it was a, a great experience obviously didn't finish the way we wanted to but it felt like we were able to build a really solid foundation first of all and uh you know we we finally now feel like we have our feet on solid ground obviously going through the first year uh, you know, getting here in March and, and trying to figure out our roster, figure out our program, get comfortable in town. there were a lot of things going on you know um, and but now, going into year two, I feel like we 're on much more solid ground. You have almost an entirely new roster, and that isn 't necessarily
1: a bad thing in this day and age but when it comes to NIL and it comes to roster management, protecting your own roster, that's just a fact of life now, isn't it?
22: Yeah, it's, uh, the game's changed a little bit, and I think you'll see a lot more roster turnover uh, in a lot of programs as, as the years go on. But the one thing I will say, I feel like our program's in, in a much more stable place, whereas we move forward after year two, going into year three, the goal will to not have as much uh, turnover as we did after year one. And I think uh, with the guys that we brought in, uh, we have a healthy mix of young freshmen. Uh, we have a healthy mix of you know, middle transfers that have multiple years of eligibility left. And then some older guys that only have one. But uh, we have a really solid nucleus that should be here for a while. Uh, speaking of your new team, what do you like about it? I know you haven't played a game yet, but what do you like about it so far? You know what? I think these guys, first of all, most importantly, get along really well. You know, I think that's, that's something that's lost uh, you know, nowadays with all the guys jumping around. But this team gets along really well. They hang, off, hang out off the floor. Uh, They're really well connected that way. And then from a basketball standpoint, uh, you know, we're just a little bit better in in most areas. We're bigger. We're a little stronger, more athletic. I think our IQ has gone up uh, quite a bit. Our skill is really good. And uh, the depth of our program is in really good shape. And we all know that from game one to the end of
1: the season, lots can happen. Rotations change. Who plays changes. But at this stage where you're opening up your season, are you comfortable with a certain number in, in rotation, or is that still a work in progress? No,
22: you know what? We're uh, Knock on wood, we're in a good spot that way. We have a couple guys uh, in Julian Richwine and Alex Simczyk who are going to be coming back in the next week or two, uh, which could always jumble it up a little bit. You know? But going into game one, uh, unfortunately, we won't have Zion pulling for the first three games. He has to sit because he played in Portsmouth uh... but you know i feel really good about the nine guys that we have that are going to be ready to go and then when julian and shimmy come back we'll see where they fit into the mix uh... speaking of the new roster front court is entirely new uh... discuss
1: those guys a little bit what you see with them
22: yeah you know i think it's uh... it kind of starts with tyrese samuel the fifth year transfer from seton hall uh... he's had a really really good camp played well in our secret scrimmages and a guy that just comes in with a lot of experience you know had really good success in the big east uh... double figure scores six or seven rebounds a game and a guy that's just played in big moments. And I think he'll be a really solid piece for us. Micah hand uh, you know, the Sunbelt freshman of the year at Marshall last year coming in. Great rebounder, shot blocker, really good rim finisher, a guy uh, that's a really, really good athlete for 7-1. Uh, we're really excited to have him. And then the two freshmen are guys that I think will impact this team more than people expect. Alex Condon, uh, 6'11 kid from Australia, and then Tommy Howe six nine kid from Pennsylvania. They both done really, really well and become acclimated a little bit quicker than I expected them to.
1: It's funny, you mentioned secret scrimmages. Yeah. Um, what did you see in those two secret scrimmages?
22: You know, we, uh, we secretly scrimmaged <laughs> Miami and uh, FIU, you know, and I think both of them were, were good matchups for us. We played well in both. Uh, I feel like we gained a lot of confidence, you know, in what we're doing, uh, going down and being able to really compete with Miami and then playing well against FIU here at home. And uh, for a team that has eight new guys on scholarship, you know, building that continuity, that trust, is really important. Being able to play 40 minutes against different teams uh, allowed us to to get close to where we need to be that way.
1: Uh, Obviously, you've been around the SEC once now, but that that doesn't stop. The league will be tough again this year, I would imagine.
22: Yeah, I think the league's uh, in about as good a shape as it's ever been. You know, to be honest, you look at uh, kind of the preseason rankings and where teams are supposed to finish analytically and, you know, even last year a team like South Carolina was struggling a little bit, uh, whereas this year uh, pretty much every program should probably be a top 120, 150 team. And when you do that, there's there's no easy games on the schedule. Uh, you go through our 18-game league schedule and there's no nights where you're like, man, that should definitely be a win. And that kind of speaks to the... Depth and the breadth of this league, and the coaches, and how strong it's become over the last few years. Glad you
1: mentioned the schedule. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Like obviously, the league gives you the SEC schedule. What do you do
22: in terms of making the you know, the other parts of the schedule? How do you go about that? It's uh, you know we, we like to talk about a little bit like a barbell theory of sorts, where we still want to play some really heavy. Uh, quad one opponents and and we'll do that this year, Uh, whether it's going up and playing in the preseason at the Barclays or going to Charlotte to play Michigan in December or Virginia in November, Uh, going to Wake, we're going to have some really good opportunities to get some quad one wins. And then you want to play your home games where you have a really good opportunity to win, you still have to go out there and play really well to do it. Um, But those games might be a little less challenging than some of the the road or the neutral games. But, uh, both those kind of barbell idea will prepare you for sec play when we get there
1: i've always wondered about how you're at a school like florida in the sec and yet a lot of schools find talent at smaller schools and you've got a couple of those guys on on the roster with smaller schools how do you research that how do you how do you find those
22: gems yeah well you know it's uh fortunately we have a lot more data you know within our reach these days and a lot more film that we can study and uh the, the reality is um, with the transfer portal once the season's over, there is a little bit of a free agency period when guys go in the portal uh, we have to we, we evaluate every single guy that's going in the portal to make sure that nothing's slipping through the cracks and uh, you know because of our processes, I think it's allowed us to go out and get will Richard last year you know we're bringing Walter Clayton or Micah Hanlocked and Zion pulling this year guys that came from lower levels but are really really good players and guys that will impact winning uh, for us so uh, you know, we, we try to study it a lot. We try to uh, be ahead of the curve that way and, and see if we can identify those guys before other people do. I
1: hope I don't ask a question that's going to be tough for you to answer here. Because I, think, to because I think officiating is a very difficult thing to do. I, I have a lot of empathy for, for them. But do you think the college game is being officiated well? If not, what are some changes you'd like to see?
22: You know what? I do. I do. I think it is. And as you mentioned, I think it's challenging. Um, you know, they're adjusting the block charge call this year, which I think is a really important thing and something that's been a little bit of an issue uh, in the past. But you know, one thing you got to remember, the rules are different than the NBA, right? So it's going to be officiated differently. Uh, defensive of three seconds in the NBA, no defensive three seconds in college. You know, there are different things like that uh, that, that make the game a little different. You know, one thing, that i would like to see at some point soon would be you know having the ability for us to advance the ball late in the game if we use a timeout you know in the nba you can advance it to half court and give yourself a better chance of getting a shot whereas in college you still got to take it length of the court uh, little different things like that but overall uh you know with the product and everything going into the game i think they do a good job
1: last thing um within the, the brotherhood of the sec coaches Is it a good mix? Are the relationships good? I mean, I know they vary team to team, coach to coach, but overall, is it a good fraternity?
22: Yeah, I think so. I think there's just a really high level of respect uh, amongst the coaches in this league right now, especially because of the success that multiple programs have had. You've had a bunch of different programs being the Final Four, Elite Eight. uh, You know, Alabama was ranked number one at one point last year, and so you see these programs having success uh and, and it's really healthy because you get these opportunities to compete against these different schools on a nightly basis and see what you're made of but uh yeah i, I think overall uh because of the way that the league is really uh elevated over the last couple of years i think there's a healthy respect amongst the coaches
1: that's our talk with gator Men's basketball coach todd golden todd thanks man
22: yeah thank you very much
1: it was fun doing that and by the way you can see the interview uh, tomorrow night uh on tv 20 uh as uh We talked with Todd Golden, and I want to thank him uh, for his time in doing that. We did reach out uh, to Florida Women's Basketball, but we did not get a response back, and hopefully we can get Kelly Ray Finley somewhere down the road here. Uh, And don't forget a reminder tomorrow, 11 a.m. inside the huddle, Shane Matthews, Steve Spurrier, yours truly. We'll talk not only Gator football, but there's still some really good games coming up this weekend nationally nationally. Michigan-Penn State is going to happen this weekend. Miami-Florida State is going to happen this weekend. And some really good games in the SEC as well. And then, of course, sports scene tomorrow at noon. Among our guests tomorrow, Gator grad Trevor Sykema from Pro Football Focus. We'll talk some National Football League. Going to have some excellent guests lined up for the rest of the week as well. We hope you will enjoy the show. And by the way, we are going to have a show Friday. Even though it's Veterans Day, we will be on the air at our normal time. Thanks to Daniel for producing today. We thank you for tuning in and watching. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: WRUF Gainesville U251CG Gainesville From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios We are ESPN 981FM 850AM WRUF